0: Hey, neighbor, thanks for stopping by the front porch. There's a great chill in the air, so let me get us both a cup of joe and some of that good Tennessee white pine, and we'll sit down and enjoy a good-smelling fire here in the chimney and a hot cup of joe. Hey, you're listening to Guat. Rocks, God, the world, and other things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. Today's podcast, The Christmas Story. Throughout the years of my father's life, he had hunting leases. The hunting lease was land you leased from the owner for the purpose of having the right to go on that land to hunt wild game. Some landowners would lease their land for the season only. My father, though, always leased land that he could access 24-7, 365. For my father, the hunting lease was not about the hunt, but the personal retreat accessible by padlock and key, a controlled environment to sit and think, drink beer, Cook over an open mesquite fire, smoke brisket, and walk in the woods. The second coolest lease he ever had was on the Woodruff Ranch out on Highway 180 just east of Abilene, Texas. The Woodruff Ranch bordered the coolest lease he ever had, the Moon Ranch, which I've talked about in a previous podcast. One of the great things about the Woodruff Ranch was Lake Eunice. Lake Eunice was a large flooded gravel pit, it was very deep and the water was clear. The name was something my father came up with. I don't remember the connection, but you can bet there was a joke or a dig involved. My father's camps were usually not improved. That means no electricity, running water, or sewage access, which meant you used Coleman lanterns for light or low-voltage lights powered by deep-cycle batteries, the kind used for trolling motors and boating. You hauled in your water and you used an outhouse for the toilet. For those who have not heard the term outhouse, Google it. In the summertime, Lake Eunice functioned as a fishing and swimming hole and bathtub if you were on the ranch for an extended stay. It does not take long to get ripe in the Texas summer heat. One night, my father told the story how he and his brother, Eddie Wayne, went down to Lake Eunice to take a bath. He said that when his younger brother, Eddie, we also called him Pee Wee because of his small stature, dove into the water, he forgot to take out his dentures and he lost them in the dive, gone forever in the watery depths of Lake Eunice. Eddie was panicked because he would not be able to eat the usual camp fare—steak, brisket, ribs, smoked chicken—without his teeth. So as my father's story goes, my father loaned him his upper denture to be able to chew his food, so they each ate with one half of a set of dentures that weekend. The story always got a good laugh. One day toward the end of my father's life, I asked him to tell that story for some people that had never heard it before. He told the story. I asked him about the details of how they made the denture work for Eddie. My father told me that Eddie did not really use his denture. The story was made up. All those years I had recounted that story to friends when I would reminisce about those days on the Woodruff Ranch. Bogus. Just a camp yarn. I do not know what provoked my father to tell that fabricated tale, but he held on to it for years. A fabricated story can have an impact for good if its fictional origin is made clear right up front. To be told fiction as the truth, only to find out later the story is a lie, can leave you feeling gullible, manipulated, or played the fool. The Christmas story is a fantastical story that is filled with epic moments, a decree by a Caesar that all the world should be taxed, and every person must return to the city of their ancestral origins, which was really at that time no easy task to register for the tax. A woman pregnant who has never had relations with a man, Real angels appearing in people's dreams to give them instructions surrounding the birth of this special baby. Millions of angels appearing in the night sky to announce this special baby's birth to low-class shepherds. Foreign dignitaries who are supernaturally notified of the baby's arrival. The murdering of all baby boys two years of age and younger in an entire geographical region because of a delusional king's insecurities. The story is fantastical, meaning... It appears to have been conceived by an undistrained imagination. It's both odd and remarkable, yet, friend, the story is fact, not fiction. The Christmas story is the fulfillment of prophecies spoken thousands of years before, centered in real time and history. For those who receive the good news about the Savior of the world, who entered it through human birth, it brings salvation and peace. The story that started with a proclamation by a holy angel to lowly shepherds still rings true today. In Luke chapter 2, verses 8-18, eight through 18, it says, In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child, And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. For just a moment, try to imagine how your world would be if you did not know the story of Christmas. Or you knew the story of Christmas, but you considered it just a fable. A fantastical story meant to conjure up warm familial feelings. No real joy would be known. No peace would be known. No good news of forgiveness of sin and eternal salvation through a promised person. Salvation powerful enough to break the death cycle of mankind. No God who completely identifies with us in our humanity. No heaven to go to by guarantee when you die. You would be miserable when it all shakes down. Oh, for a time you might be able to pull yourself up by your mental bootstraps. But in the end, anxiety, fear, abandonment, and forsaken would be your mental estate. Think about it. And we wonder why there is so much hate, sadness, anxiety, impatience, meanness, evilness, unfaithfulness, brutality, and unruliness in the world. If you do not know or believe the Christmas story, the attributes of the presence of the living God are absent, intrinsically absent from your core. So we see murder, theft, rape, envy, greed, malice, and all the rest of the maladies that come from a fallen, sinful state. In case you did not catch it, the list of the sad situation of our world is the opposite of the fruit of the Spirit of God at home in a person's core. If we want a world full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, we need to follow the shepherd's lead and report the story that has been told to us about the child. Maybe you've heard the Christmas story all your life, but you've never experienced the joy, peace, and hope that comes from knowing Jesus as your Savior. Friend, in every episode's show notes, I include information that helps you understand how you can come to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And friend, as we open our mouths and share the good news of Jesus Christ that's proclaimed with this first story of Christmas, The people that we share this good news with will be amazed. They will be encouraged and they will be lifted up. And with that, I bid you peace.